It's time for the Power Hour of Love, starring Charbol and El Bandito. Welcome to the Fiesta. Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Hour of Love, starring Charbol and... El Bandito. Hey El Bandito, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great tonight, senor. You know, I've actually had a pretty exciting weekend checking out all of the latest DC news out there. You know, watching, catching up on some of the CW shows that just came out on Netflix and catching up on some movies uh, out on like Blu-ray and stuff like that. So I've had just a super action-packed DC weekend. Oh, man. Well, that's pretty good for what we got in store for this week, man, because I know we mentioned it last week. Who do we got in studio with us today? We've got none other than the man, the myth, the legend, the hero, DC Eric. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Well, uh, thanks for having me back on the show. And uh, you know, not to spoil any future content, but I'm kind of uh, missing my uh, trash talk on my entrance music, you know, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, DC Eric, it's so good to have you back. I know we had you here probably like around February, March time when we were talking about all the, all the shows that were going on and all the movies that we are looking forward to this year. Yeah, definitely. I got a lot uh, more scoops for the upcoming fall DC shows as well as some of the upcoming DC movies, including the much-awaited Justice League. Awesome. Well, we're definitely going to get into that in our third segment of tonight, but we're going to dig in real quick here, like Al Bandito was just saying, and talk a little bit about what we've been doing this past week. So what have you been doing, uh, DC Eric? Anything fun and exciting this past uh, week? Fun and exciting? Go back to work. <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm a teacher down in you know down in here in South Florida, and uh, go back to work and just trying to get my classroom together and do the best I can for my fifth graders. So, my school, so, so basically, just hanging up a lot of Superman posters. And stuff around the classroom. <laughs> yeah, I do. Actually, uh, my my daughter, as uh, we said off the air, my daughter has recently got me into Harry Potter. Oh, so okay. she, yeah. So my classroom this year is all uh, last year was Star Wars, and this year it's all Harry Pottered out. So yeah, it's all. Uh, all the wizarding world in my classroom this year. So. <laughs> Very cool, man. Did you um, like? Do you have the books and stuff for the kids to check out in your classroom? Uh, I teach math and science, so oh. no. Our, our librarian, our media specialist, does. So I'll be sure to kind of steer them to that section as well as some of the comic stuff. DC, of course. Well, very cool, go. man. It's great that like so much popular culture nowadays is based around kind of you know, let's say nerdy pursuits. You know, like a main pro- like component of the Harry Potter series is learning i mean oh, you're absolutely. out of school yeah. you know, you're learning to use your magic and everything like that so it, it's a very great motivational tool you know same as with superheroes you know superheroes have a lot of good lessons and values and things like that oh, to yeah. teach young people so it's really great and it, it must be awesome for you to work in a field where you can use those pop culture things that are fun for you to help educate people as well it really is it really helps me illustrate my lessons pretty well and and it's nice to teach the kids, you know, all those things that you mentioned, all those good traits. It's, it's really cool. It's really cool also that it's become mainstream, you know. Yeah. I'm older than you guys uh, by a little bit or maybe a lot. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> back in my day, it was kind of a, like just that geeky, nerdy thing. And we would get picked on. Oh, you, you're a dork. You like Superman or whatever. Yeah. But now with all the movies and, and, and the comic books and the video games as well, the Arkham series, what have you, mm-hmm. it's become more mainstream, which is really cool. It's reaching anywhere from my students who are fifth grade, fourth grade up to adults or people my dad's age. It's pretty cool. 
Absolutely, man. Well, me and El Bandito definitely remember those days of getting kicked down because you like <laughs> Captain America or Spider-Man or Batman or whatever. But like you said, that was always the thing, man. You got to get back up. You got to get back in the game and keep doing your best. So yeah, absolutely. It's really cool that, you know, it's the in thing right now and you can use that as a tool to educate the young people. Absolutely. One thing you can't use as a tool, though, is the walking dead. That's a little too grim for oh, kind yeah, of a lot of the true. classroom stuff. Well, we that's funny that you mentioned the walking dead, El Bandito. We got Glenn Mazzara, former showrunner for The Walking Dead. You know, nowadays, you don't just have a director of a show, but they have a bunch of individual directors who do, like, you know, an episode or so. Sure. But then you have, like, the showrunner, the guy who kind of makes sure things are moving along in that fashion, you know? like Absolutely. You know, it would be your Avi Arad over there at Marvel or uh, your Zack Snyder's and Jeff Johns over at DC kind of exactly. making sure everything stays in the wheelhouse of what they're looking for. Yep. Well, Glenn Mazzara, formerly of a uh, Walking Dead showrunner, he's going to be taking on the Dark Tower TV series. Now, I'm sure you guys have all heard out there that the Dark Tower released uh, last weekend, which, you know, we talked about on our last episode of Power mm-hmm. Hour of Love. And, you know, I have to say I'm a huge Dark Tower fan. I'm a big Stephen King fan. And I went and checked it out opening day, and I was very pleased with the film, which really surprised me because then I went on the Internet and found out there was a lot of critics out there that weren't pleased with the film. Haters. (laughs) Well, you know, I do have to say that going into the movie, knowing a lot of the mythology and the characters and such, I probably got a lot more out of it than maybe someone who went to go see it that that wouldn't. But I think it's one of those movies that you go, if you go in with an open mind and you actually want to learn about some new characters and situations and stuff, I think Mm -hmm. you'll really dig it. Now, if you go in and expecting like a scary movie that you would normally expect from like Stephen King, you'd be very disappointed because this is definitely much more of like a fantasy Western style. Yeah. I think a lot of people take that Western part a little too serious. I think they're thinking (laughs) Idris Elba is going to go out there and just smoke 500 people. Like it was, you know, the wild, (laughs) wild West or something. And from what I understand, that's not really the case. Like there's a lot more story involved in the story. (laughs) Well, you know, the whole concept behind the dark towers is, this big tower in the center of the universe that pretty much keeps everything together. Mm -hmm. Then you have Matthew McConaughey's character who plays the man in black. He's trying to take down the tower because he wants all the stuff that's on the outside of the stuff that the tower protects, you know, like the dark realm. He wants to open that up so that they can all kind of come in and he could rule it all. So, you know, he's your ultimate villain. You know, he's almost even in the, in the commercial, they say, you know, so he's like the devil. He's like, no, he's worse. You know, <laughs> like he wants to let the devil in, you know, but yeah, um, him and uh, the gunslinger have been pretty much warring for centuries and so forth. Just to kind of lay it on, the movie's definitely a sequel to the books, but I don't want to dissuade anyone from seeing it because you can absolutely go and see it without ever read, reading a book. You just have to pay a little more closer attention and be a little more open-minded to know that you're not going to get every answer answered in this. This is supposed <laughs> to span off into like a TV series and more movies and stuff. So it'll definitely fill in the voids later on. Or you could go and read those eight books that he has published. <laughs> now, great. That's probably over like 5,000 pages, but yeah. hey, it might intrigue you to check it out. Yeah, but it's kind of got that whole new hope feel of like, you're jumping in kind of in the middle of a story yes. and yes. just kind of going from there. So you're not supposed to understand everything about the universe from the first get-go. So Absolutely. I'm still very excited to go check it out. And I have to say, the critics get so many movies way wrong <laughs> that I think are good or bad or whatever. And we're all little snowflakes. We all like different things. So you know what? Get out there, check it out, and make your own opinion. I agree with you all, Bandito. And DC Eric, did that movie 
pique your interest at all through the commercials and such? It kind of did. Yeah, I was asking you kind of off the air. If you have to read the books, I'm glad you answered that question. I might, I might go check it out. So, uh, we were talking also about uh, being a slow, kind of couple weeks for movies as well. And before Absolutely. Justice League, I might give it a, like a little. Uh, Give it some game love? before Justice. Give us some love before Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, it definitely can use it. You know, it definitely would have. Even though the movie didn't cost a bunch to make, it was out, its budget was about sixty million. Which I know for us, hey, that's still a lot of money. But <laughs> yeah. for movies nowadays, like Dunkirk, that was like made with like three hundred million dollars. <laughs> you know, like they, you know, it's definitely a lower budget. But at the same time, it, it doesn't. That doesn't hurt the film, you know. Yeah, it, I think it, a good contextual comparison is that like the two thousand some odd, what two thousand five movie or whatever it was, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, yes. was made on a hundred million dollar budget. Yes. So you know, if you take that and compare it to such a vast scope that the Dark Tower is filling, you can see where they really did this on a very small budget. Yes. You know? so and, and that's the thing it, too. It I has mean, a lot of room to grow. You know what's really funny is that nineteen is a very important number in the Dark Tower series. And what's funny is the movie opened up at 7.19 on Thursday, which was kind of cool for movie theaters to do that. But then also it got 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. And the first or the uh, the opening weekend, its final was $19.5 million. So, hey, maybe it's just a fade of the tower, you know? <laughs> maybe, man. You never know. But, but right now we have to tell you guys about the show of shows that just had a night earlier this week that blew us all away and set the world on fire because it's time for death and death and movies death and movies who will die next who will die next who will die next Horns for nudity and the violence, and the violence with his schemes and stab his power. Who will rule the Iron Throne? Find out next week, find out next week, never this week, always next week. Oh, man, it's that time, man. It's time for us to dig into the Draft of Thrones, man. So, DC Eric, have you watched Game of Thrones before? Uh, it's funny you ask that, man. Last summer, my wife and I tried to get into it. She's like, Eric, let's watch all the seasons, man. We'll binge them all out and get, you know, season, uh, what was it, six last summer? Yep. Yeah. Six last time. Let's do, you know, fresh into season six. I'm like, yeah, let's do it, right? So she watches the first two with me. It was really cool. And then the, the, the rest of them she watched without me. I was in and out of the house doing stuff with my daughter, and she... Couldn't get enough, man. It was like he was breaking bad. It was, it was like, like a, a, she had to get the fix. She had to get right? the fix, man. And she banged them all out in like four weeks. And I'm like, I come back and I'm like, let's watch Game of Thrones. She goes, uh, about that. And I'm like, oh, uh-oh. No. So basically, I have, to be honest, I have no clue what's going on, man. I dig the show. I dig the the, the visuals, the, the costumes, the acting's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, man, for that, I think you came back with a vengeance this week <laughs> in, the, in the draft of Thrones. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. Our, our, our two top scores of course being Daenerys who came in finally brought the fire finally got to see the Dothraki fight a Westerosi army oh yeah and spoiler alert for anybody listening oh absolutely <laughs> but, I think at this point people would know hey they're gonna they're gonna yeah, throw it down we're gonna talk about Game yeah. of Thrones but yes bring in the dragon and the dragon yes. finally crests over the hill 
Yeah. And Jamie Lannister pretty much shit his pants out there. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, and things went crazy from there. So Danny got a lot of points for killing red shirts, for yeah. uh, sacking a city. She got major points for that. She ended up with a grand total of 120 points. Now, I, I mean, I guess the whole, I, I saw that sacking the city points. Yeah. I mean, I, are they giving her points for Highgarden, I guess? I mean, I don't. I think I, that's what it is because remember Highgarden's army was there with Dick in there? Yeah, You yeah, know, which yeah. is like the best name ever. And I love that Braun totally laughed in his face about yeah. Yeah. <laughs> character named Dickon. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I believe that's what they're doing because remember just the week before Jamie got the same thing. Yes. For, for Sack and yeah. High Garden. So. so that's what I'm thinking that was for. But yeah, you want to talk about Brom. I mean yeah. he does, I mean, talk about a character that hasn't been in there for a while and then he just comes back and is like I mean, I know me and El Bandito have our feelings about Danny, but I mean, I was kind of cheering for him. I was like, blast that thing, oh, Brom, blast that dragon. Dude, when Jamie got on that horse, riding down on her with that freaking spear, like it was a lance, I was like, please just kill Daenerys, just fucking kill her. That'd be so good just out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. And I was really worried that he was going to bite the bullet. I'm glad it kind of looked like he survived. But again, he's a one-armed man in armor who's sinking to the bottom of a lake, so. Yeah, we're going to have to see how that turns yeah, out. Yeah, and we and, and I don't think we're sure as to whether or not that was Braun that saved him or it, it, if it was Dickin or someone else. I rolled know? it back and yeah, I couldn't, yeah. You couldn't really make it out. Yeah. So, so, so we'll have mystery. to see what happens there. But uh, a couple other interesting points about the episode, of course, very early on, um, Baelish came out with the cat's paw dagger that they've been oh, teasing yeah. on oh, the Entertainment yeah. Weekly cover, all yep. this stuff. And it was like a total like a letdown. You know, he's just like, here, you can have this. He just gave it the fucking <laughs> brand. And I was like, what? Hey, I totally like that because then brand gave it to Arya. Yep. So... <laughs> I got points for Bran gaining Valerian <laughs> steel and then Arya gaining Valerian. I was like, just keep handing that thing around, guys. <laughs> no, totally. You know, it's I'm glad it worked in your favor in that sense. And I do appreciate the fact that it was kind of a red herring. You sure. know, of, of uh, and, yeah. and it wasn't Baelish getting busted, yeah. you know, or anything nefarious, but it is in play. It's a Valerian oh, Steel absolutely. Dagger in play. It's with Arya, who uses it to fight against Bran, uh, Brienne. Yes, Brienne and, of Tarth. Yeah, yeah what a great epic battle. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. so good. They were sparring. Yeah, they're just <laughs> training, you know, kind of with each other. And I love that Brienne, like, originally Arya had asked Brienne, remember, how did you learn how to fight like that? And she's like, oh, my father taught me. Yes. And then Brienne's telling her, how, who taught you to fight like that, Arya? He's like no one. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was good shit. But uh, but Braun was your high score with a yes. grand total of seventy points for the night. Uh, so yeah, he came in with a vengeance. And I just want to take a minute to say that like the draft that we're doing comes from The Verge. Yes, and they they, they have this lady on there. I'm gonna look up her name because I'm gonna <laughs> fucking slam the shit out of her right now. <laughs> this lady, the, the, these articles she writes. Yeah. Her name is Caitlin Tiffany, and she writes for The Verge, and she writes these. Uh, like synopsis things of the episodes and awards the points. Yes. Dude, I'm going to go on record right now and be like, you are a fucking idiot. You know, like, <laughs> me and Sidra will talk about this every week. And we're, we, you know, we read through that whole article that she writes about why she's giving people points and her views on like what she's seeing. Yeah. And dude, she actually wrote in the article that Jamie Lannister is like trying to kill Dragon. Yeah, you know, or yeah, Dragon, yeah. or however you yeah, pronounce yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah. that he's trying to kill the dragon. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, I don't have a death wish. He's not a moron. Like, he's going to, like, he just got shot with a ballista, which apparently she doesn't know what that is. Because yeah. she kept saying, like, the big crossbow that I married. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, Braun fires this ballista with a giant fucking, you know, iron spear into the side of it. 
And it was then, Barb too. Yeah, and that doesn't <laughs> like that didn't seem like it was gonna kill him. Yeah. But he saw the chance to take out Daenerys. Duh. Yeah. So he's riding to take out Daenerys, and then yeah. you know the dragon saves her. But I'm just like, man, this is a constant thing with this lady where it seems like she watches this show with her head up her ass <laughs> and her analysis of a scene. Like she was like, Tyrion is super bad at war because his plans keep getting fucked up. And you're like, no, dude, like his plans and strategies are fucking great. He's yeah. just getting it's outdone. String of bad luck. Yeah. yeah well, like or somebody's dropping some info. Yeah. You, you don't know. So sit there and call a guy. But I'd love to see Caitlin fucking Tiffany go and fight a fucking war. You stupid ass. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely we do enjoy the draft of thrones, but sometimes the awarding of points is gotta, something that it, we're. It, it, it is. It's pretty irritating, but that rant is brought to you by Justin McPatches. There you go. Well, absolutely. Well, with that, you know, being that jamie kind of ended that episode i think we've got a great track here for everybody let's check out adam warrock with kingslayer what about Aerys targaryen what did the mad king say when you stabbed him in the back i never asked did he call you a traitor did he plead for a reprieve he said the same thing he'd been saying for hours and them all. Sinners. And so already made my choice No illusions of the man I am 
A man who killed his own kin, who slit the throats just to save his own skin. A man with no soul within, who never wanted more than just some time to return back to the arms of his twin. Bound hands pushed and shoved, up and down the path to King's Landing. Now I sit riding my time as I wait, but I'm bound to find my way out and have my revenge. You didn't think I got the name by some mistake, and that's why they call me King Slayer. Because I killed the king, King Slayer. Because my sword it brings kingdoms to their knees, families to the streets. House of Lannister. And that was Adam Warrock with Kingslayer. We mentioned last week that most of those tracks from Adam Warrock are based around like the season three era. But man, even listening to that now, just kind of getting that whole feel that, you know, Jamie Lannister has always had such a bad rap with most of the people yeah. in Westeros, but, you know, he actually saved quite a lot of people. Oh, <laughs> totally, that. man. Yeah, he's one of my favorite characters, man. I really dig him a lot. Like, I'm excited to see what's going to happen next week. You know, they, they could have clipped that episode, you know, from yeah. last week a little bit sooner and you'd kind of really not know. Uh, it kind of looks like he's going to be all right, but, you know, we'll see. You never know. It's Game of Thrones. You know, what'd you think of that track, DC Eric? I loved it, man. That's that's a real hip hop. And not unlike nowadays with that mumble rap, man, I, I really enjoyed <laughs> it. I really did. Um, it kind of had like a, not to go into Broadway talk, but like a Hamilton vibe. You ever check out that soundtrack? It's oh. really good. Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So I, d- I definitely like it. Awesome, man. Well, definitely. If you dug that, definitely you can check out more Adam Warrock. Uh, we'll definitely post up some of his uh, links on our Facebook and Instagram and such. But, uh, you know, check out Bandcamp, all those places if you want to check out some more and, uh, you know, throw him some bones, give him some love. Absolutely. And that's a whole Game of Thrones album that he yes. does where all yeah. the tracks on there are about characters and themes from Game of Thrones. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, you said your wife's a big fan. Yeah, I might pick it up. I was just thinking, I might pick it up, man. Well, I can tell you guys one thing that's really cool about the Game of Thrones, and that's earlier this week I was poking around, and they have like kind of, I don't know if it's the Telltale series that made the Game of Thrones game. Did they make the Game of Thrones one? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Okay, because I don't know, for whatever reason, I was poking around on my Xbox, and on my account, it was free. Oh, So I just downloaded the Game of Thrones game to play. I haven't checked it out yet, but maybe that's a sign to let us know that it's time for the Video Game Zone. Video Game Zone. Oh, yeah, old bandito. We've got a lot of cool news coming your way right here. You know, here you were just talking about the Xbox One, man. I heard recently that the Xbox One raised their backwards compatibility library up to 300 and 85 games oh that's awesome man because it's not even like shitty games like i hate to say it but you know when they were talking about this uh uh, what is it their pay pay to play thing or whatever it's like a hundred games that you can play for like 10 but most of them suck yeah like like 10 good games and you get 90 that you're never gonna play but the backwards compatibility like they focus on all the best games all like the game of the year games sure that you know you get Call of Duty Black Ops and just, you know, Skyrim ba- and all sorts of great shit. Saints the, Row. The Batman games. Yeah. Too. You know, you know those, DC, Eric, right? I do know that. I'm a big fan of those, yeah. So One of the things I've also spotted was that The Evil Within 2 is an upcoming survival horror game and that it will feature a customized and craft system similar to a mashup between Fallout 4 and Wolfenstein's perk system. (laughs) Now, the Wolfenstein perk system is freaking awesome because, like, unlike Call of Duty where you can only assign, like, three at a time or, you know, finagle, kind of sacrifice some stuff to get maybe a fourth one or something, 
as soon as you earn a perk in Wolfenstein, like it's yours. It's just on your account. <laughs> your guy will always do it. So it's really cool. I really like that a lot. And the building, crafting, customizing system in Fallout, amazing. Love Absolutely. It. Well, here, I know this next story is really going to uh, pull on El Bandito's heartstrings a little bit. I know this is one of your favorite games from the past. Oh, absolutely, man. And it's just like, you know, I could tell even years ago that this was going to end up causing problems. Oh. You might even want to say I had a psychic <laughs> premonition that some bullshit like this was going to go down. Well, the owner of the rights of the TV psychic Miss Cleo, you guys remember her, right? Hey, this is Miss Cleo. Call me now. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. Rest oh, in peace. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, she did pass away in uh, 2016. But the owner of the rights to that character, you know, because he was just a character created by this network, is trying to sue Rockstar Games for apparent likeness of Aunt Paulette in Vice City. Uh, GTA Vice City. Yeah, the old original Grand Theft Auto game came out on PlayStation Two. You know, and this lawsuit goes back about fifteen years. <sighs> yeah. Which, like, I don't, I don't understand how it took that long for a court to be like, dude, it's a parody, and then just send them on their way. <laughs> I know uh, Rockstar Games were recently asked about this, and they were just kind of like, we have no, we are not giving them anything. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, it's not going to happen. This yeah, they, I mean, yeah, they don't have a leg to stand on in terms of like. What did you copyright? The fact that you can be psychic and Jamaican? Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> lots of people are psychic and or Jamaicans. <laughs> I think what really kind of stirred the embers up is in 2012, Vice City was re-released on like tablet form. Gotcha. You know, so you could play it on like your iPad. That's and stuff. awesome. Isn't that pretty wild? You yeah. know, remember back in the day you had to have your controller and now you could just play yeah. it on your iPad. What's so. funny is like cool. I still have my original copy of Vice City. Like I had two of them. That's why I had two PlayStations. I bought someone <laughs> else's like whole lot of stuff when my first one died and it oh. came with a Vice City. And man, I just sold it like a year ago or something on eBay for like 15, 20 bucks. So. There you go. Absolutely. It's a popular game. People still pay a lot of money for it. Well, we'll definitely keep you guys up to date of the, uh, you know, TV network versus Rockstar <laughs> games and yeah. see if they got money for Miss Cleo. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know how that uh, that Zenimax lawsuit yeah. going against the Wanderer guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. goes as well, who's trying to sue him over that, uh, yeah, the, the use of the Wanderer. What's his name? Demucci something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, but the song came out in 1965. They used it in a commercial. Sue him. Everybody's suing <laughs> everything for everything. But man, I gotta tell you, a game I played earlier this year that I really enjoyed, Thimbleweed Park. I know I talked about it a bunch. It will release on PS4 on August 22nd. Nice. So it's getting a big console release. Absolutely. I haven't heard any word yet on the Xbox One, but I'm sure if they're going for PS4, it's coming that way too. It was also a Kickstarter-based game, so you think I give them a little extra time to get everything all worked out absolutely but. yeah to kind of you know base it on the hardware and components of the other systems you know there's always some minor differences all right i don't even want to get <laughs> down that rabbit hole let's talk about another super exciting iconic character who is now getting his own new kind of revamped version it's been a long time since we've seen a 3d open world super mario game oh yeah this is the one that's coming out on the switch this is the super mario odyssey Absolutely, yeah. But what's really like making some headlines is that the, the ESRB, who rates games very much like, you know, rated R kind of sure, stuff, sure. they're not going to give it an E for everyone. Oh, really? Oh, that's pretty yeah. interesting for a Mario that's, game. Yeah, it's surprising. They've always yeah. been E. I mean, yeah. kid-friendly, yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of it's made for kids, right? So tell me, what do you guys think of the fact that they're giving it a rating of E10? So it's recommended for kids that are only 10 and over. Huh, that's pretty interesting. But you know, we did see some of those screenshots from New Donk City. So yeah. I wonder if like it has some like 
you know, maybe I think you beat up prostitutes and like, <laughs> take their money. <laughs> Mara's like, it's a me. <laughs> take your money. <laughs> take your money. Party time. Uh, Mar- Mario shows Princess Peach's uh, mushroom too. Oh, ah! there you go. <laughs> nice. One up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you look at the princess. <laughs> there you go, man. Well, hey, man, to keep it rolling with the Nintendo news, I know I'm very excited about this. What did you guys think of the original Super Nintendo system? That I came never out? had one. I did have one, and I was a big fan. I had, uh, what, Super Contra on there. Oh, I had uh, Madden man. 95 with a football fix. Man, I, I had it all. I was a big fan of that system. Man, well, then you're probably going to be excited about this. Have you heard about the Super Nintendo Classic that's coming out? I have. It's going to start in August, man. It's going to play all the classic <laughs> games. I'm really definitely pumped about that. Oh, man. Yeah, the pre-orders, they're going to open them up. I can't wait. I'm going to be waiting to try to put in my pre-order. You know what happened, guys? A few weeks ago, Walmart started something where they said they could do pre-orders. So a bunch of people you know, threw the money out. And then they realized that they actually weren't allowed to do that. I heard about that. They had so, to retract the whole thing. I read oh about that. Oh, my gosh. People were so angry so. See, see how funny because when, when i was a kid one of my first jobs was working at a toy store and the toy store sold video games i worked in the video game department and we got grand theft auto vice city and brand new like a week before the game was supposed to release oh man now it's a super big deal like lawsuit worthy if you sell that game before its release date uh-huh and we had a bunch of people who came in to like revamp like our security and they freaking stole like 10 copies of that game oh my god <laughs> well like the the manager guy was like dicking around and joking with the guy about like oh hey you're putting cameras in here right ha 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 and then i guess the guy realized they weren't putting cameras in there so he just stole a bunch of shit <laughs> oh shit man that's that's a crazy thing man yeah really? the world's a twisted place <laughs> <laughs> was there any lawsuit involved or was it just hush hush yeah i think they were able to kind of bury that one because they were stolen they weren't actually sold so gotcha. there's no record of it yeah but it was point. still like that dude got fired like oh, he was yeah. gone oh my god so gosh. it was pretty wild but you know we'll see what happens with the new super nintendo uh classic you know it's cool it fits in the palm of your hand everything like that but i hate to say it like i said i never had a super nintendo i was more of a sega genesis fan i know there's a lot of people out there who are probably fans of either or, but why don't we go ahead and get a breakdown from Richie Branson with Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Yo, I had both consoles. My friends were envious, even though I blew money on games, so I was penniless. I remember times way back far when I was on the Sega Genesis playing Fantasy Star. Saved up some cash from mowing the neighbor's yard, and I bought a Super Nintendo with Mario Kart. Remember getting hurricane kicks in That's Ken and Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition I moved on as soon as I had permission To play Mortal Kombat as long as I clean the kitchen Broke nerdy kid never rocked the best fashion Spent my last on Chrono Trigger to X-Slash him And that was the root of my video game passion Playing classics on 16-bit graphics Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis When I was dead broke Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 
I remember jamming Juicy by Notorious. During boss battles, trying to be victorious. I had attention deficit, blue pills like Morpheus. I just defeated Dr. Robotnik, I'm feeling glorious. Really wanna go back to those days as a kid in his crib playing video games. I'm jumping up and down, trying to dodge Bowser's flames and doing spinning kicks and skates and streets of rage. I used to play as the Bulls in NBA Live. In the time when Michael Jordan was playing 99, I was so clutch, making pressure shots every time. I even played better than number 23 in his prime. When it comes to shooting games, my aim is so high. Used to play Wolfenstein, them Nazis got shot. Make no mistake, I love my Xbox, but I'd rather be doing barrel rolls and Star Fox. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, when I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Super, Super Nintendo, uh, Sega Genesis, uh, when I was dead broke, man, uh, I couldn't picture this. Super, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Super, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, yeah. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Hold on. when I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, you gotta be old school if you remember this. Heaven sent, felt like I was on top of the universe, cause I'm popular, no stopping the kid. Man, I wasn't calling no girls, I was clearing 96 levels on Mario World, huh? Mode 7 versus Blast processing, mom and dad glad because they can stop stressing. Guessing on my whereabouts, I was at Eric's house, playing Madden 95, trying to air it out. In the UK, they call it SNES. On my block, they call it Super. I had it before all the rest. Final Fantasy 2, leveling up. Couldn't get Street Fighter, it was 70 bucks. What? But my next door neighbor did. It was my favorite. Every day I'm playing it, baby. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Super, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Super, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Super, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. And that was Super Nintendo Sega Genesis by Richie Branston featuring special guest Mega Ran. What'd you think of that one, DC Eric? Man, as as my students would say, that's straight fire, and they spit <laughs> bars, man. That was that was incredible. And you know, the sample comes from one of my favorite rappers ever, Notorious B.I.G., and it comes from a song called "Juicy." I believe is on the album "Ready to Die." Man, he's one of my favorites. And sample of the King of Pop. I like Michael with ABC. You know, it was, oh yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. So the, I, I dug that track. What man. I like about it is it makes me think of that scene at. Yeah, like in the middle of Clerks 2. Oh, yeah. Where Rosario Dawson is dancing <laughs> to that. Yeah, she's just oh, bouncing yeah. around. I love that chick. Oh, oh man. That would be kind of a cool <laughs> mashup if they did a video for that. But yeah, because you're right. They are using similar, you know, but yeah, ABC. And then, um, yeah, that that's a great scene. Man. I love <laughs> it, man. Yeah, it's it feel the love there, man. I know. But definitely, DC Eric, we're glad you dug that. And if if you guys all out there dug it, definitely check out some more from Richie Branston at www.richiebranston.com. He just got off a UK tour with our main man, Mega Ran. Absolutely. But without further ado, we're going to get into some more nerd madness here, and we're going to dive into exactly what all you beautiful people have been waiting for, and that's our DC extravaganza with DC Eric. 
things, man. Yeah, I've been uh, combing the internet. It's been a couple weeks out from San Diego Comic-Con, and I got just a couple of tidbits for you beautiful people out there uh, regarding the DC shows, uh, the DC movies coming up, and as well, I'm going to save the Justice League thing for later, if you don't mind. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to give a quick rundown. If you guys watch uh, watch Gotham, uh, Crystal Reed from Teen Wolf is actually coming back as Don Falcone, one of my favorite characters. I think yeah. the actor nails oh, him. Wow. The daughter, Sophia Falcone, she's been uh, running the crime empire down south, I guess, in Florida, and moving back up, I guess... It's, uh, you would say to Gotham <laughs> and uh, he's actually going to help Gordon take down the penguin and I, I know uh, Charboyle was saying it's one of his favorite characters I do too aside from sure. the lack of the belly I think Robin Lord Taylor the kid who <laughs> plays the penguin does a great job in my opinion yeah. oh definitely a young penguin he definitely has I'm just wondering when he's going to you know mutate <laughs> just start squawking right yeah <laughs> and then also in the same show they're gonna uh bring back the scarecrow uh, oh, last season they had his okay. father remember uh, yes. uh, Gerald Crane and then yes. uh the Scarecrow is actually uh, supposed to come back as well this season, so that'll give an extra uh, antagonist. Definitely to, uh, one of my favorite cool. villains. I yeah. only saw a couple clips, and I was like, it was enough to be like, I would check that out. So Yeah, we also got, uh, we were talking off the air as well about Supergirl, man. If you guys check yeah, that out, it's pretty sure. good, getting better. Season one was not too bad. They improved it on the move to the CW in season two. Well, and what was gonna, it on? Was it on ABC originally? Or it was CBS? actually on CBS. CBS. Sorry. CBS. That's right. Yeah, yeah. they moved it. CBS, I guess, didn't renew it. I guess CW bought it off them, I guess you would say. And yeah, well, they're owned by the same parent company. It owns okay. both CBS and CW. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so I think... CBS was like not doing a super good job and they were just like, dude, let those guys do it because they're kicking ass over there, you know? Right. So I, I think CBS pushed, we were talking about it too, they pushed a little too much into the the kind of girly inner office romancy shit where it was like, the, the, the guy who pissed me off in that first season, um, well, I can't think of his name, it's like something with a W or win. Win, Win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he's like a totally normal looking, good looking guy, <laughs> and he's all like, oh, "I'm in love with this girl, and I can't say, dude, you're fucking good looking. Just go be like, dude, what's up, bitch? Let me get your coffee." Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, he looks like a total douchebag. It's I not that like hard. That. You're working yeah. in, you know. Yeah, you're two feet away, dude. <laughs> you know? Now yeah. I, I don't know if I got far enough in the season, but isn't he related to the, the toy maker or toy yeah. man? It was yeah. his dad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So that's pretty cool. Where and and it's cool in the second season, like to entice you to watch it because I know you haven't watched it. Like he starts building stuff himself. Oh, you know, but he's building stuff kind of to try to help the good guys. Okay, so, so we're gonna see if this eventually corrupts him, Oof. or if he stays yeah. on the on the up and up. It'll be fun to see. Cool. So also in Supergirl, they're gonna uh, introduce this season villain Morgan Edge. He's like a ruthless real estate developer. He holds like the the building, the Daily Planet, whatnot, and they gotcha. say he might come in contact with uh, with Kara Ooh. and be an antagonist to her. So oh, okay, be interesting. Okay. I think I would like to come in contact with, with <laughs> Kara as well. <laughs> it was interesting to note that uh, in the the comics, he and we were talking about this as well uh, off the air. Uh, the comics, he's African American, but CW decided not to go that route. But, oh uh, yeah, so. yeah. See that that's kind of like interesting because you don't see that a lot sure where black yeah. characters get turned white but who was the other one that they did that to and i was really surprised uh, i don't i don't remember jimmy olsen no who was, he was black in, okay. he was black in the comic and they made oh, him white the reverse. For a TV yeah, yeah. show. oh yeah. shades from luke cage that's right because he's right. a black guy yes. in the comic and they made him white in uh in luke cage yeah sure. i guess Good he's point. kind of puerto rican or yeah something yeah yeah me, yeah but, he's yeah like know. yeah latin yeah, yeah so but, it's nice to see the kind of versatility of, sure. of, of a multiracial diverse cast you yeah know, i like that a it's lot. not all just like oh let's take all the white characters and make them ethnic but we can also take ethnic characters and make them white so it is diverse no matter what i just like that yeah i do too i, I think yeah. a lot of times that gets a lot of pushback initially and then once people give it a chance and see what it is they're like oh cool like not to jump back in the dark tower stuff but i know a lot of people weren't 
really keen on Roland being a black guy, but sure. like Idris Elba, you know, that really floored me with his performance. We're moving on to uh, Flash, and one of my favorite oh, characters, yeah, uh, Danielle Panabaker, who plays Caitlin Ooh. Snow. Yeah. She's also playing, you know, Killer Frost, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I personally love it when she turns that Killer oh, Frost. Yeah. Look a little different, little goth yeah. vibe, kind of yeah, cool, yeah. you know. She's actually going to be playing both this season, so it'd be nice. interesting to see Ooh. how she brings that back and yeah, and, uh, yeah, or if it's a multiverse version of her or what. Right oh, with yeah. that show, you never know. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've always got they've always got some surprises. And they also said Iris is going to keep Team Flash running um, in the absence of Barry because Barry. Not to spoil it, you guys hopefully watched it, but at the end of um, the season, he disappears into the Speed Force. Okay. So she kind of keeps the team running in his absence, and he's trying to battle his way out. I guess is the main premise. Of the- Very cool. Lost, big fan of Lost. <laughs> it didn't end that the best, but I love the characters and, sure. and the storyline and the time travel. Um, one of my favorite characters, Charboy knows, is my boy is Michael Emerson. Oh yeah, yeah. He I'm a big a fan job. of the, Michael Emerson. Played Ben Linus on the show. Huge fan of his. Also did the animated um, Dark Knight Returns a couple years ago. Oh okay, yes. cool. Yes. And he's actually going to be the big bad, the big main uh, villain in the uh, next season's Arrow. Oh nice. man, okay. that's gonna be cool. I mean, uh, the, those shows are available for now for their latest seasons on Netflix. So if you guys have to get caught up, do it. Yeah, now's the time. You know, right right before they start launching new seasons of that. You know, you you want to be like me and be the the you know, <laughs> per, person who waited all summer to watch the rest of it. But I have to say, I'm about halfway through all four of the shows. Uh, Senior Bull gave me the order of when they would premiere throughout the week. So I watch them in order where I watch a Supergirl episode and then right. like a Flash, then uh, I think an Arrow and a Legends, right? Did I get it right? Yes, you okay. got it, man. You got yeah, it. Yeah, so I, I watch it through like that. And I have to say, like, I think I made it about two weeks doing that, you know, two weeks worth of episodes. Then I watch like six episodes of Legends. That's just my favorite. <laughs> I just love that show. Well, really up until that Invasion story, like, like after that, like, I mean, there's obviously little, yeah. you know, crossovers, but that was the big one. Like, yeah, now yeah. that that's happened, you're good. Well, that's a great uh, segue into the next uh, show I'm going to do is Legends of Tomorrow. What a great show it is overall. And the big bad this season is going to be uh, Kawasa is uh, Mary McCabe's older sister, once that Tantu, uh, Tantu totem. Oh, and that's the girl that changes oh, into the animals. Yeah, she has the strength okay. of the animals. Yeah, yeah. Well, my daughter, right? my daughter yeah. says, of course, Harry Potter related. She's like, oh, it looks like Patronus, the blue light that comes yeah, out of the animals, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she'll be making the jump to, from animated to live action, and she'll come in contact with her grandmother, Maya, I guess it would be yeah. related to her in the upcoming season. Very yeah, that's cool. what I was going to say. I remember watching the animated Vixen, mm-hmm. and I think she was the best. Yeah, so that's really cool that they're going to bring her to live action. Absolutely. And I have to say, like, uh, Amaya on Legends really does utilize the totem very well. Oh, yeah. Where a lot of times it's just, oh, I'm a gorilla, you right. know, yeah. all the time. But, you know, she's been a rhino, an eagle, a dolphin to yeah, save somebody, really cool. a, a bull, seal, yeah. Yeah, all yeah. sorts of shit. So I'm, I'm, I really like how they're doing that character justice because she's always been a favorite of mine. In the Justice League cartoon, she was fantastic. She was, oh, yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, that segues into uh, a little bit I've read about DC movies. You want to do that part coming oh, up? Oh, yeah. yeah. What, what do we got going well, we got, on? Uh, first screen. off, we got uh, Mr. Arthur Curry. We got Aquaman. He's going to be ah. hitting in December 21st, 2018. Nice. And I know you guys did Game of Thrones before. Yeah. There's a little tidbit. The guy playing uh, Aquaman, Jason Momoa, also played Kyle Drago in Game oh, of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I, I kind of like it. I grew up with kind of the wimpy kind of like orange <laughs> pant and green shirt Aquaman. Oh, I'm Aquaman. I can talk to fish. But this guy is like a real badass. You know? Yeah. And, real... and I can tell you, I know, you know, Party Man Will, he always has a big beef about that, that he thinks he should be more classic of kind of like the regular guy. But I'm like, 
dude, they had a whole story arc in the comics where the guy gets his arm cut off and he looks like Jason Momoa. Sure, he's yes. blonde, yes. you know, but still, you know, he's beefy as shit. He only has one hand, but he's got the beard and the long hair and the trident, and he's just out kicking ass. And that's kind of the personification I see Jason Momoa taking on is being like, yeah, he's just some dude who's underwater. Like, you think it's easy moving around underwater? No, it's fucking hard. You know, there's lots of predators down there that we don't have in regular life. Oh, yeah. So I imagine it's difficult, you know? Well, and also, it looks like in the Justice League trailer, which I know DC Eric's going to get into in a little bit, you know, it looks like he's the only one having a really good time. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's having a blast. He like, is. doing stuff like riding I mean, on the Batmobile and shit. Yeah, and it's yeah like, I was going to say that. The sizzle really should have surfed <laughs> on the Batmobile. How can you, you know, <laughs> yeah. the trailer, which I'm going to talk about coming up, not to skip too far ahead, but he's like jumping out a window. He's like, woo, he's riding a parademon. I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> it, look, it looks like he's going to have a blast. And if it's going to be action-packed like that, I think, yeah, that's going to really get anybody who's worried about Aquaman like oh man who's going to see the movie about a guy who just talks to fish I think even Bruce Wayne jokes about that in the trailer he goes I hear you can talk to fish and he slams his ass yeah. up against the wall like, and this is Bruce he like nails him by the throat and he's yeah. like don't knock it off you know <laughs> but continue DC I say you were saying about the movie yeah about Aquaman is coming out like I said December 21st 2018 they said they're going to have a Black Manta I'm really excited about and the okay. big bad yeah. is going to be Ocean Master played by Patrick Wilson so, oh okay. wow okay and Amber Heard is going to play Mira and I've seen some nice. costume footage of her she looks spot on from the car. Oh, dude, too. I fucking love that chick. And that moves us on to into uh, Batgirl. I know Joss Whedon's coming over from Marvel. Now yeah. he hopefully he can pump some much needed fun and excitement into the DC universe with this Batgirl movie. So what 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 are they saying about that one? Yeah, no doubt. They said uh, Joss Whedon's directing. I don't have a lot on that. They said it's going to be based on the version of the character in uh, Gail Simone's new Fifty Two run, which I think she's one of the talented, most talented writers out there. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of Simone's work. Yeah, yeah. She used to write Birds of Prey. Back she did. In the yep. day. So yep. and I always loved her Birds of Prey. Does that mean it's going to be Barbara Gordon? Yes. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So it's classic. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So it's Barbara Gordon. So that that's good. They're sticking with the classic. Yeah, I'm yeah, excited absolutely. about that. Yeah, because there have been a lot of takes on Batgirls over the years, but Barbara Gordon's the classic, and you have a lot of story development to go from there. Like, not only with the Commissioner Gordon storylines, but where she ends up, it's maybe Oracle or in Birds of Prey, can be something that they can grow into later on. So sure. it seems like a very smart move to start with the beginning and hopefully give us a story that's true to the comics, which kind of seems like a lot of the problems that they have with uh, DC movies sometimes is they don't base them off of a comic when it's like, dude, you've been you've been doing comics for <laughs> twenty years longer than Marvel. You got to have a couple good stories in there on paper, put right. them on the screen, you know. Sure, sure. But um, so what else? Do we yeah, got coming up next, list? we got a we got the Batman, and I know there's some controversy um, dealing with um, Ben Affleck. Yeah, uh, they were saying that he's going to be slowly phased out, but he came out in Comic Con said, "I'll do it as long as they want to." It's kind of BS. I love playing the character; it's a lot of fun. So, kind of got me, you know, feeling a little bit better so far as his security over at you know DC the DCEU and. Uh, for him to be the Batman for at least a couple more movies to come. Absolutely. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I'll be honest. I was a huge, we talked about it off the air in one of my first podcasts. I was a huge hater. Huge, ah, <laughs> oh, Ben Affleck, I'm angrily typing by Kermit typewriter. Ah, he sucks, you know? <laughs> he, he told me to shove it up my ass because I, I think he did a fantastic yeah. job in both um, uh, Suicide Squad as well as um, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. I think he did a great, great portrayal of both Bruce and Batman. Yeah, dude, yes. I have a fucking man crush on Ben Affleck. I'll watch him in anything. If they make a new Jaws movie, if Ben Affleck's in it, I'm watching it. Even if he's the shark. Well, I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> he's a CGI shark Ben Affleck. I'm, That's awesome. Yeah, but no, he's great. I love his portrayal. Honestly, my favorite fucking scene in all of Suicide Squad, the whole fucking movie is... While the credits are rolling, yes. when he's talking to Amanda Waller, yes. and he's like, nope, I'm looking for friends. I was like, that's so fucking cool. 
But yeah, it's going to be directed by Matt Reeves, and he directed um, one of the Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, I know. okay. Yeah. I've not seen them yet. My my friend, who's not a big sci-fi or uh, comic book fan, whatnot, even he says all three Apes movies. He told me the order to watch it. He, he said Matt Reeves is a fantastic director, yeah. great movie, and it pumped me up a little bit. Yeah, so that's good. I'll, I'll tell you this. I saw the first Planet of the Apes movie, and I would say this guy is an absolutely capable director. I wouldn't say I liked the story, but that doesn't have anything to do with whether or not he pulled it off. Like I thought the story looked wonderful, and everything played very well on screen. I just don't really care much for monkey people fighting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that he will do a good job. I I think it was smart of Ben Affleck to kind of step down from that role, though, not because I don't think he can take it on as a director. I've, I've seen some of the movies he's directed, and they're great, too. Sure. But I think that Warner Brothers is pushing him to do it their fucking way, and he has his own idea right. of what the Batman should do. So I think he'll actually have more power as the lead actor and not the director to be like, nope, not going to fucking do that. Right. So I think it's kind of a strategic move on his part. But again, too, we've seen him in interviews, even with Henry Cavill, where he just looks defeated. Like they just kick his ass all day and make him do a bunch of shit. He seems like he doesn't want to fucking do, you know, but I hope he keeps his spirit strong. I hope he gives fucking Kevin Smith a call every once in a while. The two of them chat and he beefs him back up and then he goes out and does it because he's doing a good job and he needs to just stick with it. And, and eventually, much like Arrow taking the lead kind of from Flash and making it a lighter, more fun series for people to get into. I think the movies will steer the same way, and I think Aquaman, like you said, is going to be a big part of kind of pumping some life and adventure and fun into these. Because, man, Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan, man, they were sucking all the fucking life out of these <laughs> things. You know, like, you, you want superhero... Happy vampires. <laughs> yeah, you want superhero worlds to be a world you want to live in. You want to look at superhero movies and say, man, I wish those things were real. I don't I don't like watching Suicide Squad movie and being like, I would never fucking go to Gotham. Fuck that. You know? <laughs> I don't care if I got to see the Batman. You know, No, I want to be the person who's like, I would go to Metropolis tomorrow and just stare at the sky all fucking day. You know, because it's, it's awe-inspiring and awesome. And the CW shows are really nailing that. You know, and I'd really like to see the movies kind of catch up to that. And, you know, Wonder Woman did kind of a good job of really making you like wonder woman and wanting to see her like i told you before i thought she was a total asshole in the batman versus superman movie like she was just so rude and shitty that i was like man just another fucking grumpy asshole but she was so likable and so personable in her solo movie that i i have a restored faith that she's going to be a fun character and a lot of people have said like well she's fought in all these world wars and been around for all this time and all shit so of course she's going to be a little glum in the future and i'm like you know what it's a fucking comic book movie. Maybe make it that her fictionalized persona can not be a grumpy asshole even when you see a bunch of fucking war shit. You know, like, she's supposed to have love and stuff like that. Like, show some of that. I don't. I want to see her smile. And she smiled in Wonder Woman a lot. And she I did, loved yeah. it. Well, so, showed well, her compassion, which is what she's known for. Yeah. Well, which we'll definitely be able to get another look at her in the upcoming Justice League movie. What do you got on that, uh, DC, Eric? Uh, I got a couple more things before that, though. Uh, going back real quick to the Batman, uh, Joe Manganiello was supposed to play Deathstroke, and we don't know what's going on with it. Is he in? Is he out? We don't know. Is he supposed to be the main big bad or not? We, we, we don't know yet. So they're still kind of working on that. Uh, real quick, onto the Flash. I know uh, Ezra Miller is going to play the Flash. Unfortunately, yep. the uh, Warner Brothers doesn't want their TV universes to connect with the uh, the movie universe or else my guy Grant Gustin yeah. I, I, I'm a big Grant Gustin fan yeah. I think yeah. he nails Barry or whatnot. but they decided to keep it separate and that's cool um, as you well know not to hijack kind of go off a thread but my daughter's a big Harry Potter fan so she likes Fantastic Beasts Ezra is playing a, played a character in Fantastic Beasts he's shooting the second one right now uh, just wrapped up Justice League uh, so Ezra Miller's going to play The Flash and what really really brought me uh, the excitement out of me is the storyline for The Flash is going to be Flashpoint oh. yeah 
Yeah, okay. which, I'm really which, excited about that. I mean, that seems cool, but on one hand, it's like we just got done with the Flashpoint on CW, and now we got to watch another Flashpoint, <laughs> and they made an animated Flashpoint movie. It's like, dude, 70 years. The guy's got more than one fucking story, so I don't know how excited that really makes me. Now, I think it would be cool if the Flashpoint in a movie somehow had something to do with the Flashpoint. In the you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> no, the, you know what would be great? If they do Flashpoint in the movie, and then all the movies after that are, like, happy and fun. <laughs> that would be really cool. You know, like, oh, this is Earth 2 now, and, like, Superman has fucking gray hair and shit. That would be awesome. Hey, which, by the way, I have to mention, along the lines of Superman, watching the Supergirl show, love the fucking Superman in there. He's so great. But when they did the Invasion crossover where Supergirl is meets the Legends of Tomorrow, I have to say one of the greatest in-jokes I've ever seen is when Sarah Lance is like, wow, she's really hot. She says it to Ray Palmer, who says, I don't know, she looks like my cousin. You know, because Brandon Ruth played Superman in the oh, 2006 movie. Good oh, yeah. So he's like, it looks like that. my cousin, you know? And I was like, that's awesome. That's pretty funny. I didn't funny. catch that. Nice catch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very funny, man. <laughs> good shit. That goes on to uh, Justice League Dark. I'm kind of excited about that, man. So oh. a little supernatural action in DC. Yeah, um, yeah they mention uh, Constantine, Satana, Swamp Thing, and many more might be part of the team. I know we had an animated Justice League Dark, which I really liked. And By the way, DC Animation, if you've never seen it, it's really, really great. Oh, yeah, they're they're pretty on point. Well, coming off the heels of very successful, probably the DCE's uh, most successful movie to date, at least in the critics' eyes, Wonder Woman. They're making a Wonder Woman 2. Patty Jenkins de definitely says she's coming back. And they're going to put they're a gonna... guy in there so we can see some ass. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what? No, she did a good movie, but we could use a little more tits and ass in it. Come on. <laughs> like superhero comics are all about preening. You know, they always have those big splash pages of people looking awesome and hot. And, uh, you know, it's just that was the one thing to me that that movie is like. I get that it's supposed to be a female character, but I don't watch Captain America and be like, oh, I'm offended that like he's there with his fucking shirt off. Oh, I feel like you're objectifying him. No, dude. Like the whole point of comics is to look at peak physique, you know, and see like, you know, just beautiful people doing beautiful, amazing shit like and want to be like that. And we should all eat healthier and work out so we can try to be like that. So it's just weird that that was totally absent from the Wonder Woman movie to me, like completely. There was no like obligatory butt shots of like Scar Joe you see in the Avengers or like up her ass with the camera twenty four seven you know <laughs> and it just I don't know I miss that I, you know and I not in a sexist way but just in a way of like that's what comics are all about I mean even Amanda Connor who I've met in person and is a phenomenal artist draws comics the same way you know to 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 show off the female form and the human body and stuff like that so eh, you know we'll we'll see come on Patty put some sex appeal in there. what's going on. Yeah, I guess they're talking about uh, returning to the '80s this time, to the height of the Cold War with the Soviet Union. Oh, cool! And the weird thing about the weird scoop I got here is, is with Chris Pine returning to play the grandson of Steve Trevor. Oh, huh, okay, weird. okay, yeah. okay. That's pretty neat. There you go. And then that brings us to the final. I know the 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 money shot is so to speak. Everybody's waiting for the Justice League trailer reaction. So I'm just gonna do a couple of hot points. That I was watching the trailer, kind of jotting stuff down or typing stuff up. <laughs> um, you know, just things that came to my mind when watching it. Uh, it was a good start off by Wonder Woman, of course, kicking ass again. Yeah, uh, glad glad sure. to see her back, you know, yeah. hot off the Wonder Woman film. She seems like one of the best fighters in all the Justice League. <laughs> yeah, like Superman absolutely. and Batman were kind of like confused when Doomsday right. came out and, and, you know, Batman versus Superman. And then Wonder Woman's just like, uh, fight dumbasses. And they're like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all looking like that. Who brought you or whatever? And yeah. They're like yeah. kind of worried. And she goes, I've slain many beasts like this before. Let me do, you know. And she, yeah. She, and yeah. that's that's the one thing I like, you know, coming from Thamaskia and, and being an Amazonian and stuff like that. Like, yeah, she's not afraid of myths and legends and larger oh, than life yeah. things. So it's cool. And I, I like that uh, nod to the to the history of the character. 
It mentions, of course, the death of Superman. We all want to know where he is. Is it going <laughs> to borrow from the death of Superman line? Maybe a little bit. Maybe uh, is it not? That's what I was thinking through my head when I was mm, watching. But maybe oh, Flashpoint will bring him back. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, but I think this comes out before the, does, the Flash yeah. movie. Okay, so so this would definitely. Yeah, but happen. he might not be alive in Justice League. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I got <laughs> like you. He might be dead through the whole movie. We don't know. That's true. My guess is he'll bring him back towards the end. He saves the day, or maybe even yeah. they they save the day in the end. The very end credits, he comes back. You know, mm-hmm. but. There's a good shot of Gordon, man. The Gordon was really, yeah, really great. Turning on the bat yeah, signal, really, yeah. that was an awesome shot. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Absolutely, Simmons, yeah. man. Yeah, you remember he rocked the Daily Bugle he back did. in the day. Yeah, yeah so yeah. he's fantastic. Yeah. And then we talked about, we alluded to Aquaman before. He's a yeah. badass, man. That's why t- my notes yeah. here just says Aquaman Features is a badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's killing parademons and whatnot, jumping off buildings. And they actually, t- uh, there's a line, Steppenwolf says, no lanterns, like that. So nice. there's, there are, we know they're at, obviously exist in the universe. Whether we sure. see them or not, I hope so. I don't know, but. Yeah, he does allude to that fact that there are lanterns in the galaxy. Yeah, foreshadowing a bit is is always nice, so that'll be good. I love when uh, Alfred throws it back to uh, Batman Returns, I believe, when he says, quote, I miss the days when all one was concerned with was winding up exploding penguins. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty (laughs) cool. That was good. Yeah, it's a funny little throwback. Yep. And I know one of the the major... Bones to pick with DCEU was not enough humor. You know, the Marvel yeah. movies have the humor. DC, you know, uh, Bat, uh, sorry, Wonder Woman lightened it up a little bit. Hopefully, we'll continue that with Justice League. Uh, like I said, with Aquaman a little bit. Yeah. And of course, Barry Allen. Barry yeah, Allen's those a jokester. Um, yeah. yeah. He's providing the humor the critics really uh, uh, will like, which says, I've never done battle. I've just pushed some people and walked away, which is kind of funny, <laughs> you know, because he's not a, a big brawler like a Superman or a Wonder Woman. Even, but. even Bruce Wayne talking to him when they're in the yeah. Batmobile and he's like, what's your, what's your power? And he's like, I'm rich. You're yeah. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Like, that's the shit I want to see. Absolutely. Um, it was cool to see the Amazons fighting the Parademons. It was really cool. So we know, I guess they're global. They're going to Thermosky. Okay. They're going to uh, Gotham, uh, Metropolis, Very maybe. Cool. And Global then the big threat, the, yeah. the big thing at the end, man. Uh, they want to know who is at the end when he says you've ret- or you've returned or whatever, or just in time or something like that. You know who's he then? Is it people say it's Superman or Green Lantern? And you know he's walking so heavy, doom doom. Yeah. And then um, uh, Gord- uh, Alfred's drink shakes. He's like shaking a little bit. So I think it might be Superman. Green yeah. Lantern wouldn't make that. You know, yeah, yeah, big that, of a motion. You know, to could, do that. That could very much be be the return. But do me a favor, real quick. But can you tell us a little bit about? who the villain of the movie is because even as much of a DC fan as I am I can't pick out who they are or like what's going on there well the villain of the uh, movie is Steppenwolf and Steppenwolf is I guess the son of Darkseid oh, so he's working with Darkseid okay. I believe it's okay. his son okay. and he has his parademons which is like it's think of the equivalent of um, Wizard of Oz of Flying Monkeys kind of to do his bidding yeah, kind of be yeah. his army you know so that's basically who you're fighting right now it has to do with Darkseid gotcha okay now what was Darkseid the stuff that was Jack Kirby Yes, yes, the new was. gods. Yeah, yeah that's okay. what you're Now, in the Batman versus Superman, when he has that nightmare vision, isn't there supposedly some little spoiler in there for Darkseid? Like either like the symbol or something like that? Like, I know somebody told me that. that they, I guess yeah, I think in, it was a symbol burned into the ground or whatever, yeah, or in the ground yeah. that was the symbol of Darkseid. Yeah, yeah, so it was kind of almost like a little like, could be foreshadowing and then when you had lex go into that thing and he saw all those like visions yeah yeah so i mean there definitely seems like they're kind of pitching dark side as the ultimate you know almost like what marvel's doing with thanos you know Mm -hmm. kind of building them up well yeah what's really cool about that is like i remember the original justice league cartoon that was the whole premise was that aliens showed up and it wasn't dark side or anything like that but aliens showed up and the justice league had to get together to go fight them so I like that. I like that kind of global threat, yeah. you know, a larger than life sort of thing. It makes a lot of sense, and I think it's really going to work well 
uh, in the context of the story. So it sounds really great. Lots of exciting DC stuff to look forward to in the upcoming like a few years, you yeah, know, we're gonna have a yeah. few years of awesome DC stuff coming out. So, thank you, DC Eric, for catching us up on all the awesome stuff no at, the, at the Comic Con and all the latest news and things like that. Oh yeah, man. Well, I think we got a special treat for you with this last musical break. Here's a great track called "Straight Out of Gotham." You are now about to witness the strength of super villainy. Motherfucker named Blueface Check the clock, put the cash in a suitcase Flip a coin to choose, you know I never lose Bruce Wayne be wearing concrete shoes Same thing goes for you, boy wonder Step to me and be six feet under One coin flip will seal your fate Shout out to all my homies up in Blackgate That wanna fight, damn my game is tight Pop, 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 dark night, say goodnight I'll admit that your toys are pretty nifty But I still put your odds at 50-50 Damn, son, you knew I was a crime boss Ain't no drilling when I'm down for a con toss Here's a murder rap from the district attorney Putting suckers in jail or on a gurney Pay your bill for services rendered Harvey gonna ditch your ass like a fender Swimming with a shark like Frank Whaley I'm knocking over Gotham Cruise daily And twice on Tuesday, 2 o'clock Dumb motherfuckers, they gonna get got Cause I'm down with the Gotham CPD Jim Gordon can't fuck with me The coin never fails, call heads or tails Two faces off the goddamn rails And when I go out, gap's gonna be popping But when I come back, boy, I'm coming straight out of Gotham Gotham, Gotham City of Gotham, City of Gotham. Yo, Abe. What's up? Tell them where you're from. Straight out of Gotham. Just a crazy-ass riddler. More banks I rob, yo. My posse gets bigger. I'm a bad supervillain, and you know this. But still, you think my methods are bogus? Well, riddle me this. What has four legs and flies? Batman and Robin when they meet their demise. Just like shots, the definition is riddling. And when you strum a violin, it's called fiddling. Try to solve my puzzles in a minute. I play every game to win. And so I win it. I know you all see this, and I mean this. Eddie Nigma is a criminal genius. You might wonder why I leave clues behind. Fuck you, that's the way my shit's designed. I'm a crazy supervillain from the street. Gotham City's scared, cause they're unprepared for the rhymes that are serious like cancer. So tell me if you think you got the answer. I'm the start of the end at the end of time. I'm essential to beats and I surround every rhyme. If you guess the letter E, you'd be right. D-E-F spells death, but I'm hype, cause I'm only built for Cuban links. I've got more riddles than the motherfucking Sphinx. Batman don't even got a clue. And if he tried to front yo, his ass be through. Look, you might think I'm starting to slip, but a riddle like me is on a gangster tip. Straight out of Gotham. Gotham, Gotham, Gotham. City of Gotham, City of Gotham. Straight out of Gotham is a clown that steals your bitch's money. That makes her ass think it's funny. My actions may shake you as kinda odd. But I'm the motherfucker killed Jason Todd. See, I don't give a fuck. That's no joke. I don't give a shit how many blunts I smoke. Gotham City calls me the clown prince of crime. But when I'm on the mic, I'm the clown prince of rhyme. That's just kinda funny. One might say hilarious. Homicidal psycho. One might say nefarious. Come here. Take a sniff for the Smilex. Don't trip. You're the one who's gonna die next. Crazy, like getting mail on a Sunday. I'm a Coop Deville, and Batman's a Hyundai. And when it comes to rap, Gotham better listen. I be busting rhymes like I'm busting out of prison. Ladies like a guy who makes them laugh. Tell them 
job recorded right through her spine. Now she can't walk. Ha ha! Punchline! The Joker's wild. In fact, he's delirious. Still, I gotta ask, why so serious? Pass the Philly. If you got him, spark him. Word up to Arkham, yo. Straight out of Gotham. 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 City of Gotham, City of Gotham. That's the way it goes in the city of Gotham, boy. <laughs> And that was Straight Out of Gotham by Castanet Creative. Oh, man. Those guys over at Castanet Creative, man, they've got some awesome stuff coming out and some really cool videos up there on YouTube. Oh, absolutely, man. That was freaking killer. I I, I thought Two-Face crushed it, loved it. <laughs> oh, man, little you know, Eddie Nigma there, man. He definitely had a cool uh, set of rhymes. But, yeah, that Joker, man, he definitely had the punchline. What'd you think of that one, uh, uh, DC Eric? I loved it, man. It's DC fan. You know, I ate that up. I've never heard it before. I'm going to go home and check out maybe more of them. Maybe they'll have more DC uh, YouTube videos. Oh, man. Well, definitely. You know, what's really cool about that track is you can get it on their SoundCloud for download for completely free, but they have a clean version and the explicit version that we just heard. Nice. So, you know, if you're riding around with the kids in the car and stuff, you can play the, <laughs> the uh, clean it, version. It doesn't, it doesn't have the Riddler being like, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very interested. Maybe we'll have to play the clean version on a later date and see how different it is. No doubt. We, we'll do it for next year on the Mother's Day episode. So there you go. Listen. <laughs> a little cleaner. Very true. Yeah. But if you guys are looking for an exciting place to go and cause trouble and chaos and murder and mayhem, we're going to let you know a couple of exciting places to do it at coming up in our events section. This weekend, we got some wild things happening on... Uh, August 12th, which is this Saturday, there's the Comedy Corner, which is taking place at the Black Box Theater up in Fort Pierce. It's uh, $20 at the door. It's going to kick off at 8.30 p.m. Who's going to be up at the uh, Black Box this weekend? Uh, the, up, up at the Black Box, you're going to have a comedian, Dean Napolitano, as well as comedian David Aguilar. And that comes with a full bar and free one of my favorites, free popcorn. Oh, yeah. I love some popcorn. Absolutely. You know, the Black Box Theater right there next to the Sunrise Theater. Well, if you didn't get enough movie action the night before with all your free popcorn up at the theater, maybe on August 13th, the following Sunday, you can make it down to the Lyric Theater down in Stewart, where the free summer movies are going to continue with Dirty Dancing and Top Gun. They're going to be playing at 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. respectively. And these are totally free, but you got to get down there and get your tickets in advance. Absolutely. The box office is open throughout the week. Pop in there. Say you want your number of tickets. I think I think they top out at four, you know, so if you want to bring more people, they'll have to get themselves down there and grab it. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Not to hijack, but I'm glad you said that. Do you have to go and get it beforehand? Because up in the, not to spoil, but up in the 20th, you know, mentioned Harry Potter and my family. My daughter wants to go see again for the freaking 100th time. Fantastic <laughs> Beasts is playing. That's oh, so nice. I'm going to go down and pick up my tickets. All three of us will go. So. There, you there you go. go. There Got you some, go, yeah. Some in advance, like DC Eric was just saying, Fantastic Beasts will be playing for free the following weekend. Mm -hmm. 
So that's pretty cool. Are you going to like dress up like some Harry Potter characters and get your Quidditch uniform and put it on? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, uh, we have a couple shirts. She actually, and I got pictures of what I'll show you off the air, but she, she actually cosplayed as Newt Scamander for a book report she did on Fantastic nice. Beasts. She has the blue overcoat. She had the Hufflepuff scarf. She had the bow tie, the white shirt underneath. She had her, her suitcase full of beasts or whatever she drew about. It was, it was awesome. pretty killer, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, cool. now I feel bad because like I was going to go get, you know, to go see the Top Gun movie and just go shirtless with shorts and a towel. <laughs> And now, now I feel ashamed that my cosplay game is not on point. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, hey, if you guys are after, uh, you know, checking out Fantastic Beast towards the end of the month, if you want to go see some other Beast of Rock here on August 26th, which is a Saturday, Nirvana, Five Years of Grunge, it's an awesome Nirvana tribute group, are going to be performing down at Kelsey Theater in Lake Park. Tickets are 12 bucks. It's going to kick off at 9 p.m., and the opening act is local punk rock cover band Take Warning. Awesome, man. So, yeah, that sounds like a pretty awesome night of music. Oh, you know it, man. And definitely, like I said, it's, it's you know, as as the summer dies down, you know, it's sometimes hard to find some cool, you know, events to go to. But here on the Power Hour of Love, we're always going to tell you the hottest ones. We want to say thank you again to DC Eric for joining us in studio today and dropping all the DC knowledge on us. It's been fun. I appreciate it, guys. Always, always a blast. Anytime you want me back, I'll be back. Oh, man, well, we know this November Justice League's coming out, so we're definitely going to hook back up with DC Eric and see what he thought. Yeah. Absolutely, and we want to hook up with all of you beautiful people next week right here, 10 p.m. only on Podunk Radio. Yeah. I don't understand. Things were going so great, but what happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. Uh... Listen, I was thinking we should break up or whatever. I am breaking up with you. Consider that a divorce.